Sup, clones? Just checking in. Late night podcast. Hitting it up on the Twitter, on the SoundCloud. Gotta love to hear it. Little hooked in on the uh, smack off today after Kirk and Callahan show. Awesome stuff there. Um, just mutt, really. Awesome. Love the, love the voice. Love everything was going down there, and everybody was having a good time. I uh, wasn't a big Rome guy, but I love doing the Rome voice. Everybody in the world loves doing Rome, you know? You log on. You get on Twitter. Start logging in. Look at what you got to do. Get ready to go. Sup, clones? He's an idiot. The guy's a moron. He's a loser. He comes on the air. He calls me up, and he wants to talk about LeBron. Why you want to talk about LeBron? We're talking about Kawhi Leonard. It's time for Kawhi Leonard. It's that season, that time of the season. But really, though, as fun as that is to do, that kind of leads into what I want to talk about. And what I want to talk about is the fact that the NBA offseason has kind of become the real leading force in all the offseasons. The NFL has a lot of offseason issues and things that go around, but free agency in the NFL isn't the same as it is in the NBA. And that's because the best guys in the NFL never hit free agency. Aaron Rodgers will never be a free agent. Not in his prime. Tom Brady, never been a free agent in his prime. He'll never be a free agent. He's going to get traded at least for value. That's the point. Tony Romo, never a free agent. I mean, maybe I'm stretching there. But even those types of guys, you're not getting anybody above that quality as a free agent. Maybe you want to say Brett Favre towards the end of his career. Peyton Manning was the abnormality. But even that, you didn't know what you were getting in Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? It's not Peyton Manning playing at the level of Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady right now. It was Peyton Manning a year off of playing football. So the NBA is really the only offseason where you're getting top-tier players that become available that can alter the course of the league, and it seems like it does it every single year. Look last year. You're able to sign Chris Paul to the Houston Rockets. They go to the Western Conference Finals, and they take Golden State to Game 7. The year before, the Celtics bring in Al Horford. They go, you know, the Celtics didn't go deep in the playoffs that year, but look what they did last year. They got Kyrie. They got Hayward. Didn't work out because he got hurt, but we'll see next year. But that was a completely different team. That put them over the hump, and even in the playoffs, they had built that core that they were able to make moves, and Marcus Morris being brought in. That was a big move. That was an offseason move that really helped them, and even though he wasn't a star, it made a huge difference. You look at teams like the Eagles who brought in guys like, you know, they don't bring in stars as free agents. They brought in Timmy Jernigan, and they brought in Chris Long. You know, these are B-level players that fill holes left by C-level players in the NFL. That's what free agency is, especially when you're making it count. Look at what the Patriots do every single year. They don't get the big money free agents, with the exception of Revis. That worked out fantastic. But they also paid this guy Gilmore. And, you know, he's a good corner, but he shouldn't be, you know, the second, first or second highest paid player on the New England Patriots. It's just not the way it works. But now in the NBA, LeBron opts out of his contract and everything's wide open. Everything is standing still waiting for that domino to drop because it changes the course of the league. If LeBron goes to the West, the Celtics and the 76ers are locked in for the Eastern Conference Finals. You want to say the Bucs are going to get the? I don't think so. It's Sixers, Celtics, and it probably is Celtics in the finals with a healthy Hayward, a healthy Horford, a healthy Kyrie, and then you add in the studs and the growth of Tatum and Brown. But in the NBA, 
you can swing the whole pendulum with one move. LeBron goes to L.A., then what do you say? Paul George signs there? They make a trade for Kawhi? Because they don't need anybody on that roster if they get LeBron. LeBron and Kawhi is a better team than all of the Lakers right now. You could move everybody. And you could win a couple championships that'll buy you a bigger buffer. If you're worried about the future, you're going to get the buffer. Because you're going to win two or three championships with those guys. And if you're the Celtics, everybody wants to make a move here. I want LeBron. I want Kawhi. I don't think there's a lot of people dying for LeBron here because of you know <laughs> some of the playoff issues in the past where he's dominated the Celtics and has come off you know, not a fan favorite in Boston, to say the least. But people are talking about Kawhi. But I don't get it. Why, if you can bring in Kawhi, a player like that, but you have to give up Tatum, or you have to give up Kyrie Irving, you got pretty far without him last year, and you got pretty far without your two best players in Gordon Haywood and Kyrie Irving. And you think you wouldn't match up against the Warriors? Well, how do you match up against L.A.? with Leonard, George, and James. I think you match up better than you do against Golden State. So why not let them have their riches and take your chances against the winner? Because that's going to be a seven-game series. Say you walk all over the 76ers again in five games. You're getting you know three or four days rest before Golden State and L.A. even know what's going on. Because the league sways like that. And Danny Ainge is dealing at the blackjack table right now. He could make a move if he really wanted to. He could change the entire scenario the same way LeBron James is going to change the NBA in the next week. And the reason everybody's so glued to their phones over July 4th thinking about Woj and thinking about all the NBA movement is because as soon as that domino drops, the entire league will fall into place. You'll know who the top four teams are. You'll know who Houston, who's going to have to play Houston in the second round of the playoffs. Houston was one of the best teams in the NBA last year, if not the second best team in the National Basketball Association last season. They had the MVP. And now that team's going to have to face Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James and Paul George in the second round. It's going to make regular season basketball count because those teams don't want to play each other before the conference finals. That one seed is going to be the most important seed in NBA playoffs in the last handful of years. Because this Cavs didn't care the last couple of years. They're like, oh, we'll play the Celtics. Who cares? We'll play the 76ers. Who cares? We'll play the Bucks. We'll play the Pacers. We'll, we'll beat them. But you move LeBron to the other side, and now you're worried about playing Golden State in the second round? Or you're worried about playing Houston in the second round? Or, or hell, Golden State's got to worry about playing Houston in the second round. It doesn't make sense for the Celtics right now to try to get Leonard move assets to the West. It doesn't make the West any stronger, I don't believe, because that team, say even if you were to move Tatum and Terry Rozier and a pick to the Spurs, you're still seeing Golden State or L.A. in the finals. So why not give L.A. the chip? Say, here you go. Here's We'll let you. We're going to back off, but we're going to drive up the price on Leonard. You could soak a lot of assets out of L.A. that gives you an advantage when you face off against them. You could get their entire depth bracket, their picks for the future, and build yourself a team that can win a championship in Boston the way you have it right now. You're going to have another lottery pick in the next season, and if not, you might have the number one overall pick in two or three years. You have the core built right now, and Kyrie Irving will come back if this is a team that is even better He's going to love playing with Hayward. 
He's going to love it. And he wanted to. He was ready for it. But you have to see the way that works. And with Tatum growing and with Horford playing solid and not having to be a hero every game, even though he's a max contract player, but that's an argument for another time. If the Celtics stand put and they stay at what they are right now, they are going to the NBA Finals, especially if LeBron James is going to the West. And you're doing yourself a favor in guaranteeing you're either not going to have to play LeBron James or the Warriors. But say you bring Leonard in before LeBron, the LeBron domino falls. Then LeBron's like, eh, maybe I'll stay in, in Cleveland. Because I can prove that I'm better than Leonard. Leonard's going to walk into the Eastern Finals, walk into the NBA Finals if he plays with the Celtics. But that's what's so crazy about the NBA. No matter what happens, the Celtics are in the Eastern Conference Finals next season. Everything went wrong with them health-wise. And they still made it to Game 7 against LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Or the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm sorry. So with those two guys, you have to think they're getting over the hump, especially if LeBron is on the other side. And Golden State doesn't want to play LeBron and Kawhi. But that's a hell of a matchup. That's a hell of a series after one of those teams is going to have to play Houston. But Houston was a one seed this year. Maybe they get the one seed again, and then these two teams have to play in the divisional round. Right? Imagine LeBron James getting knocked out before the conference finals. He's been in the conference finals every year since you can remember. He's that good. He's been in the finals almost every year. Since the decision... He's been in the finals and the premier spot in the NBA every single year, and he will be if he stays in the East. He'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals, but he's trying to get over that hump. So does he go to L.A.? Does he build that super team with George and Leonard? Does he hang around with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and try to make a team like that? He's done that. He's tried to patch it together with young guys. What happens is the young guy wants to be a stud, the point guard, Kyrie Irving. He wants to be the star. He moves on to a new team. He's tired of it. He doesn't want to deal with LeBron. Right? LeBron's got to do it all himself. LeBron doesn't have to do it all himself with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. He doesn't. Playoff P? That's a load of crap, but hey. Get three big wings like that? Man, nobody wants to play them. Golden State doesn't want to play them. And that's why LeBron has all the chips in the world right now. He doesn't want to play in Cleveland anymore, maybe. Because they haven't done anything for him. And maybe that's his fault for the way he set up the team. But he's going to go to L.A. I'll book it. He's going to play for the Lakers next season. It's between the Lakers and the Cavs. Especially after the Dan Gilbert leaks saying, well, now I finally have my team back. See ya, dude. Because LeBron's not dealing with you anymore. He wants to own the NBA. He wants to dominate the NBA. He doesn't want to play in your shadow, Dan Gilbert. He's gone. You didn't do anything for him. And maybe that's on purpose. Maybe he didn't want LeBron to get the credit for that. After what he said about LeBron when LeBron left, I don't think he does. Because that team that played in the NBA Finals this year was not a team built to win a championship. They had a player who willed them to a championship. And that's why the NBA is so crazy. Because one player changes the entire league. That's why we're all staring at our phones instead of watching fireworks on Wednesday. That's why. Because we want to know what's happened with LeBron. We did it with Durant two or three years ago. Everybody, where's Durant going? Where's Durant going? Where's Durant going? 
Everybody has an idea, but you need the confirmation because it shapes the league up. And the next week, all the signings, you know what's happening. You know where the stage is set for the final, you know, four, six teams, maybe five teams now. That's what you know you're getting. And that's why the NBA offseason may be even more exciting than the NBA regular season because it sets up the playoffs better than the regular season does. And that's my point for tonight.